Hey, Geekscapers, we got a great episode for you guys coming up, but I just want to remind you, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Search for Geekscape. You'll find us. Follow us. And there's tons of shit going on at the Geekscape.net website. We've got reviews, articles. Um, relaunching this website has really been awesome. We've allowed our writers to put a bunch of new content up for you guys. The forums are probably the best iteration of the forums we've had. Some of your favorite threads, like uh, the ones where you guys put up fucking weird photos. And you know what? Everybody's favorite thread, the Would You Tap That thread. Um, that one's probably been the healthiest it's ever been in any forum iteration on Geekscape that we've had. Um, there have been some really hot photos, and then there have been some really nasty photos. <laughs> so um, I invite all of you guys, if you're listening to the Geekscape podcast, go to geekscape.net, sign up for an account, and just hang out on the forums. Like, really, that's the place to be, is hang out with some of the community members. Um, I was just in Austin for South By, and I got a chance to meet Will Anderson, who has been a listener really since the beginning of Geekscape, and we got a chance to hang out for about an hour on the convention floor, walk around. Will's a cool guy. He lives in D.C., so I'm going to shout out to this uh, to, to Will this episode because uh, it was great meeting you, Will. Uh, thanks so much for the years of listening, and uh, this is Geekscape. Enjoy this episode. You can tweet at me, at Jonathan London. Send me an email, jonathan at geekscape.net, um, and I've got... Um, some great guests. They've got they're uh, the directors of a brand new movie that's about to come out on April sixth, American Reunion. Enjoy. I've got the directors of a movie that comes out in a couple days, American Reunion. Over here, John Hurwitz, and I, I'm going to do this, Hayden Schlossberg. You got it. I nailed it, didn't That's I? That's it. Hayden Schlossberg. Did I butcher no, yeah, that? Right. Second, I, I second like, time. I got like shit in my mouth. The first, the first time. Let's get a drink. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and John Hurwitz, you guys made this American Reunion movie. Uh, did you guys write it as well? We did. Yes, yes we, did. we wrote it and directed it. It was a tight little script. I mean, I mean, I read the script. I saw the movie. Uh, I think every American Pie fan is going to enjoy this movie. And you know what? If you guys, if American Pie, I know I have some younger listeners. If American Pie was kind of before your time, which just the concept of that fucking freaks me out. Um, I think this is a great introduction as well to the American Pie franchise. Does that make sense? Because it is kind of a, a coming back together of these characters, and you do introduce kind of a generation of like new American Piists. Yeah, you know, John and I are used to working on sequels with the Harold and Kumar movies, so we're, we're used to, you know, making a sequel that you, you know, is a movie in and of itself that you don't need to see the earlier ones to kind of understand right. what's going on. So, But if you have seen the earlier ones, there's a, there's a whole lot, uh, whole lot extra going on. Yeah, no, if, if you have seen the earlier movies, uh, you get all, you know, all the Easter eggs, basically. Uh, while watching American Reunion, but if you haven't, it should the movie should work for you as well. No, uh, the movie's cool and in and, and it's tight. The the one criticism I, I kept hearing about the movie is, wait a minute, who has a thirteen year reunion? 
And I know you guys well, read that criticism. Well, like, you it's know, like, well, it's like, what the fuck is this? There's a reunion on your 13th uh, year. See, here's the thing. They, they approached us in 2010. So <laughs> it was already 11 years. Um, yeah, our, our uh, thing was like we didn't... It's not our fault. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't want to make it where like, okay, well, the movie takes place in 2009. Right. Or like put it a few years in the future. So we just kind of played with it. You know, uh, fin- uh, the Finch character refers to the fact that it's their 13-year reunion. Yeah, I think our, our thing was like, you know, a lot of high school reunions don't come together. And, you know, we've just, the way we, we laid it out, it's kind of like they're, they missed their 10 year reunions. So, you know, they, but they, they kind of got one together. And yeah, there's, we make, we crack a joke about it being their 13th year reunion. But really, it's like we try to just ignore it and, and just pretend that it's the 10 year reunion. Or yeah. tenure reunion like. Did you guys go to your tenure reunions? We did not. No. Well, the funny thing is uh, we went to high school together and ours didn't come together. But on the 11th year, a group of guys got something together. So there was like an 11th reunion. Mm-hmm. But like it was never – it wasn't – it was done very informally. It was just sort of like, okay, everybody like show up at this bar, bar right. in our town. And uh, we were working at the time, so we weren't able to get back. But uh, yeah, so I mean it's the, – the idea of like that 13th reunion was – like we we felt more okay about it because in our high school it, it kind of happened in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to tell you, going to the ten year union in all honesty, all you got to do is stay thin in your <laughs> and then, and then you're, you're a set. fucking pimp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's all you have to do. There, um, I was talking to some kids who um, I, I met them in Austin, and I, I was talking to them about their high school reunion because I went to I grew up in Austin and. We always talk about high school when we go back. And these were younger kids, and they were like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go. Blah, 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 blah. They still had those remnant, um, you know, that like angst or that, that held up, that, like, yeah. you know, that, the yeah. hang-ups from high school. And, it's like you, and I was like, dude, you got to let that shit go. All you got to do is stay thin. If you stay thin, <laughs> you're going to be fucking aces. And then you can fuck with people. Well, right. the, the, I think the best thing is, you know, I haven't been we, – we haven't been to the reunion, but I've been back for like weddings. Right. And weddings of people from different crowds. So you'll get to see like a sampling of different people. And like for me, like, you know, there were people that I hated in high school, people that, like, you know, that you didn't get along with or who were dicks. And then you see them years later and they're kind of, at least in my mind, they're just kind of characters from the mm-hmm. past who I like have a weird fondness for. Like I like – it, it's You're like, like oh, it, it's Johnny from the Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah you exactly. swept my leg. You played that character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because usually, like ten years later, that guy feels self-conscious about the fact that he was a dick right. all those years ago. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, yeah. like a lot, like more often than not, uh, I feel like those people like semi grow up and like have some regrets because they are in their adult lives now and probably not getting away with being assholes. Kind of like Stifler and American Reunion. I know yeah. it, that that was the. I mean, if you watch the trailer, guys, you guys may think you know what Stifler is up to in the trailer. Uh, I love that scene. That's a great scene. And that, and that whole uh, kind of relationship that the, with his boss that happens parallel to uh, just hanging out with his friends for the week that he wants. Um, you really do get to see these characters kind of uh, – some of them you expect to be where, they're, where they are, and some of them you're actually surprised that they're there where you are. And what you guys do in the movie is you, you play with – who the audience wanted them to end up with. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you guys really play yeah. with that. And sometimes you fulfill it, and sometimes it's like, you know what? We're going to give you guys maybe a more realistic ending and just keep right. you guys satisfied. Because I think if you play into too many of their wishes... Mm-hmm. Well, our, 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 our thought was, you know, it's, it's totally fake if everybody gets back with their first love, right. <laughs> you know, right. at the reunion. But, but there is... Because you, do- you, you guys aren't married to your own first loves. Uh, no, 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 I mean, uh, you no, don't. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. That usually doesn't happen. But then again, you know, but 
still the whole concept of a first love right. is something that people think about and it was it was a it's one of those things where it's like when we were taking on this movie is one of the more serious things that you're actually able to explore in this movie maybe better in any other type of movie because mm-hmm. you've seen the cup like you know the Thomas E. Nicholas character and the Tara Reid character actually say I love you for the first time mm-hmm. like in a movie 13 years ago right so when they're when they're back in a movie today it's actually you know and he's in an impossible situation because he's got a wife you know yeah, I mean? so yeah. he's got like a family going on right and so when you see them together there is that pang of oh wow you know it it, it all of a sudden becomes the most realistic American Pie movie. Well, that, not, that, not to say that you're not going to have the loud moments, because you fucking have the loud moments. And I'll tell you, Geekscapist, I know what you want to know. Yes, you see titties in the film. Yes. Okay, cross that off the list. And, they, <laughs> and they're a fine piece of titties. But <laughs> now that you guys know that, I know you guys are going to go. But I think it's the most realistic American Pie movie out of that well, idea. Would you agree? Uh, we, w- we would. I mean, like, the thing for us is, like, we're, we're huge fans of the original American Pie. Mm-hmm. That first one, you know, we were in college at the time when that yeah. came out. Uh, and you know, Hayden and I had started writing like a year before that came out. I would say, guys, because I, I read your first. Remember when you, John and I went to Penn together, and John yeah. was a year ahead of me. And when you guys read, wrote that first script, everybody who wanted to be a screenwriter—I didn't want to be a screenwriter. I wanted to do radio. Everybody who became everybody who wanted to be a screenwriter was like, "Fuck these guys!" And you know, you, you, <laughs> no, but Hayden, you knew it was going on, right, John? Like, like you, and you knew it was like days before they got a hand, uh, like a hang of your first script. Yes, and yes. I still I still make a joke that was in that first script. Oh yeah! Whenever I see a goth kid, I say, "Taste my disease." That's oh, wow. that's awesome. Do you remember that line? Yes, that, I remember I that line too. Guys, I swear, I don't even remember the name of the script. But but th- guys, Geekscape is this is the this is the script that got Hayden and John kind of it, did it get you guys repped? It was it was yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A, we we wrote a script when we were in college. You know, John and I went to high school together, but we went to different colleges. Right. He went to University of Pennsylvania with you, mm-hmm. and I went to University of Chicago, and we would write in like, you know, our summer breaks and winter breaks and a couple months before we graduated, we, we sold this script that at the time was called Filthy because it was actually a filthy sort of script. Yeah, that's what it was called, Filthy. And I thought John was a dick because he kept leaving class to like answer <laughs> cell phone. Oh, shit's going down. Oh, I, cell phone. I was like, yeah. fuck that guy, man. He's going to end up a PA. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it was, it was funny. How could it, you disrespect your teacher? No, it, it was, yeah, it was one of those. It was a weird, but weird you had to time. Leave class. Yeah. It was a weird time. Like, I was, uh, you know, our goal, like, you know, our ticking clock was the end of college. It's mm-hmm. like, I was going to be an investment banker. Like, I, Shit. I, I was uh, I had an offer from Goldman Sachs and was planning to work for them unless we sold a screenplay, and and that was it. So like we were trying really hard to make that happen. And what were you gonna do, Hayden? I was literally you know I applying to law school, so I was I was getting like my acceptances and oh. rejections, and it was. It was, you know, it was John and I were friends for years, and it was, it's like it was a movie in and of itself. We were going to go off in two different directions if we didn't sell that script. And, yeah. and we sold it a couple of weeks before we graduated, and that's, that's what got our career going. We, we came out to L.A. You know, we got a you know, chunk of money from that. We were able to you know, settle out here mm-hmm. and start writing professionally. And but, you know, after our third or fourth script, we wrote Harold and Kumar. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the crazy thing is because um, that first script, Filthy, Guys, American Pie is what what set the the corporate culture of Hollywood to to want scripts like that. And yeah, you, like if it, not, it, not for that original American was, Pie, maybe you guys wouldn't have landed on it, a radar. It was it was a crazy thing, you know. It, it was a, a crazy thing because our goal when we started writing, we wrote before we knew about American Pie. Mm-hmm. Totally, and, of and, yeah. And our goal was to be American Pie before American Pie happened. So when we saw like the trailer for American Pie, we're like, 
somebody did our movie. Like, fuck. Like, he we, fucked we, the yeah, pie. Yeah, we were, we fucked we were the fucking cantaloupe. pissed off. No, yeah. we were pissed off. Like, we had, like, our opening scene in our, in Ooh. our, uh, in Filthy yeah. was a kid getting caught masturbating. I, o- I remember. Yeah, the opening scene of American Pie is the same thing, and you saw it in the trailer, and it was one of those things where I was like, somebody, like, was onto the same well, there thing. Hadn't we been, fuck you, Whites Brothers. Fuck <laughs> yeah, you. There hadn't we been best. a great R-rated comedy for, you know, that starred young people since, you know, Revenge of the Nerds or... or, or Porky's or something. Porky's, yeah, Porky's yeah. you know, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And, you know, th- th- it just felt like there was this long gap, and, and I don't know if, you know, it was just in the air, like, people, I think, at the time really wanted to, to bring that back, and, and you know, we, we were writing it, and, you know, American Pie came out, it was just like, at the time, I, I think it was it was one of those moments where... You know, it was all built up and bottled in because of like the PG thirteen rating right, for like right. ten years, having high school comedies that were essentially. I mean, Ken uh, Harley Wait was pretty damn good. Ken Harley Wait was good. Yeah. That was that was a rare good PG thirteen. Yeah. But you're yeah, right. For the comedy. most part, yeah. we're just getting. Like, but they, what, that was yeah. stuff. that wasn't like the outrageous no. like laugh out loud roar roar you know it wasn't, roaring it was, comedy. It wasn't perverted. Yeah, it, it, it was wasn't perfect. It was it was it was really <laughs> was, well cast, and it had a lot of fun stuff, and it was and it was funny. It's it was a great actually, movie. It was actually a funny movie, um, but like there were, it was rare for that kind of thing to happen. Uh, but like you know, we we when we saw American Pie, we were just like, this depressed. movie's awesome. This oh, is oh, you great. weren't depressed. You weren't like Fuck. no, no. I was, was depressed when we, when we saw <laughs> when we saw the trailer for it. We were like sort of depressed, right? But then when we saw the movie, we just loved it, you know. And, and we were really into it. And like you were saying, it did set the tone in Hollywood. It, in the wake of American Pie, projects like our script were able to sell. And then by the time we moved out to L.A., a bunch of like imitators had come out, and they were all terrible. Oh, I know. And and, and, and the studios were now like, oh, p- kids don't want to see R-rated youth comedies anymore. We're like, no, they just want to see fucking good ones. And But it was the kind of thing where like we moved out and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we had to, you know, we were selling other, uh, you know, a few things here and there, but we had to kind of change our game and that's when we decided to do a stoner movie. Yeah, where you guys kind of, uh, for that moment where you, where you guys, where the kind of the rug came out from under you guys for like the, what was it, a period of like a couple months, a couple years, where you, and you guys are continuing to try and write scripts, were you guys bummed the like bummed out being like what do we do here we, we you know we like, were like we were want? in a we were in a position where we were like lucky enough to be working like selling enough things to continue and you guys were doing punch ups and stuff too right we were doing yeah. some punch ups but we were doing like you know we sold a horror movie pitch uh, so we wrote a horror movie we sold this like comedy game show idea so we were selling things but like we had written a comedy script a college comedy that um, went on the market and it, like there was a lot of interest and a lot of people liked it, but no one pulled the trigger because the, uh, the their bosses were all saying, "Well, no one wants to do an R-rated youth comedy." The funny thing about that script is that was the the, the one script that we we went out with and we didn't sell it, and it was and in that script we had um, the si- singing "Hold On," which we mm-hmm. had in Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. We had uh, Waffle Bot, which is in a very Harold and Kumar the battleship scene. Yeah. Battleship scene, and we had Harold and Kumar as minor characters. We we, we the the weird fact about about our early scripts is that our the first four scripts we wrote before Harold and Kumar go to White Castle mm-hmm. each script had Harold and Kumar like as minor characters yeah. and it was it was like a Jay and Silent Bob thing for us but for nobody else because right. they you know nobody wrote, nobody nobody, wrote yeah, yeah they weren't produced right. the irony of the whole thing is Thank they, God they weren't they, produced yeah exactly Ex- yeah. no ex- exactly and the weird thing is they weren't even stoners in those scripts they'd be mm-hmm. like different they were a little different in each one like still racist they, oh but <laughs> hard, hardly yeah. racist no. well we had like a ton of there, there were a ton of you know Asian and Indian American you know friends that we had growing up right. in, in New Jersey and then you know at UPenn at University of Chicago I mean half the population there are like, you know, like Asian American 
American. Yes. And, you know, yet when you watched, you know, movies in the 90s, every Asian character had an accent. So there was this huge disconnect. And it's funny because when American Pie came out, John Cho is in the movie. Yeah. And he's got like a, like a couple words. One, It's like, that chick's a MILF. That's yeah. pretty much his line. They're the, they're the MILF hungry guys. Who was the other person he was with? His name is Justin Just, Isfeld. Justin Isfeld. And of course, you know, we've talked about that actor with, with John Cho for years mm-hmm. during the Harold the Kumar movies. And in, in this. We brought him in, back in, for American, American Reunion. Yeah, the cameos are awesome. Yeah. You know, in, in American Reunion, like, you, you guys are going to be watching the movie and you're going to be like, all right, but when do I get to see Shannon Elizabeth? You know what I mean? When do I get to see John Cho? When do we get to see, you know, all these different characters? You. You will be satisfied. Trust me. Uh, Matt Kelly, who's been a huge part of Geekscape for years now, uh, he these American Pie movies mean so much to him. I thought he was about to cry when he was telling me about American Pie too. Um, he would have cried if I hadn't have hit him because <laughs> I, like, at the point where I saw tears welling up, I was like, "This is enough. That you're you're being a giant pussy." And uh, but he loves the American Pie movies, and I think that this movie is really going to satisfy him. And, and he gets sentimental. Like when the Muppets came out, he's like, oh, "I used to watch the Muppets <laughs> with my grandpa." He's going to cry. I guarantee you, he yeah. will cry. If if, you, if he almost cried from some stuff in American Pie too, that he will cry. Motherfucker too. cried. At Shark Knight 3D. Like he's gonna, uh, cry. he's gonna, he's gonna cry. Yeah, sounds like sounds like a real sensitive. Uh, fella. <laughs> yeah. it sounds like a guy who you know you could hang out with for about ten minutes, um, and then he just brings the whole room down. Oh uh, no, we love you, Matt. Um, and in all honesty, uh, you guys are gonna love it. The uh, the young kids. How do you balance uh, wanting to satisfy the audience with with like the established cast? And then, how do you guys satisfy maybe injecting it with some more, you know, like, like the younger cast who's kind of a, who's in part sometimes they play the antagonist, but they got lessons to learn of their own. Sure. Well, you know, I think the thing for us was, you know, the the comedic sensibility of the characters doesn't matter of the age group. Like young people will enjoy what's going on with the original cast members right. as well. It's like you know, young, young people love The Hangover, and those characters are in their forties. So you know, it, it's. Uh, there's an element of like just sort of for for younger fans, just the sensibility of the film they'll really enjoy. But ha- you know, we we thought it would be really fun to uh, have a little bit of a generational battle going on here with you know. Yeah, you our- get mean. <laughs> <laughs> our guys are in our thirties. Thirties. Yeah. Well, These guys are are like you know high school kids. Well, and- that well, that's one of the the fun things. You know, John and I. When we came out to Hollywood, we were the youngest screenwriters out here. We were like in our really early twenties, and I'm like a fucking draft pick. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was it was it was funny because it was like there was this disconnect with. We felt that there was you know the execs who were in their thirties didn't get it at the time. Like people, they kept talking about Caddyshack, which is a great movie, right. but like when when we would bring up Happy Gilmore, it would be like, oh my god, that shit. You know, yeah. like they. They, they, we, How that, dare you, sir? We, yeah, exactly. And, and we felt like we were like this kind of punk younger generation, and now we're in our thirties, and we like to like make fun of like the new kids, mm-hmm. you know, and, Justin Bieber kids. Well, yeah. well, it's it's because like we still view ourselves as young, and yet we know that there's that there's people half our age that are teenagers. So in Harold and Kumar, in a very Harold and Kumar Christmas, we had a, a little generational comedy where. Um, Harold and Kumar are playing beer pong with this kid who's like 13 or 14 years old and the, the subject of Karate Kid comes up and you know Kumar's like what Karate Kid are you talking about and the 14 year old kid is like there's only one Karate Kid and it starts Jackie Chan and my man Jaden Smith and we were like for us that's just like it makes our blood curdle yeah it's a hard I mean I liked the new Karate no, Kid the thing, but the, it ain't the Karate Kid but it was yeah. one of those things that it's like the new Karate Kid is like 
good. Supposedly, well, you people, see it. Like well, it some of us can't see it. Some of us. You, like, you didn't see it. I, I didn't see I it. I saw some of it. I, th- I think it's. A, I think it's a well-made movie. It is. It's not the fucking Karate it, Kid. It, it it's the Kung Fu Kid. It's yeah. a different you know movie. I mean? like, it is a different movie. It's a different movie, and and that's the thing that like you know uh, you know listen we're guys who who do sequels like we haven't done a remake yet but the you know when it comes to remakes. You know, like sometimes it, it's it gets really painful. You know, right. As, well, as you, you, well know. you just it's it's just funny how you know there, there's this younger generation out there. It's funny when you know you're not middle aged yet, but you're still like talking about the kids today. Mm-hmm. And like for us, there's these guys, you know, these characters in American Pie who are in their early 30s and they come back, and you you think of them as high school kids still, mm-hmm. but you to to make them older. I think part of the reason we had them in the movie is just because. They don't look that old. No. Like when you look at Jason Biggs, he's not like you know this guy who feels like he's thirty-five years old. Right. You know, and and you're just associating high school with them. So we need. It was helpful. It made them. It aged them to have these high school characters right. who are younger, and it kind of made de- de- it, it define does, their generation. It does add a bit to them that they're, they are stuck in this decade of limbo. Well, you what, know what we I mean? lo- what we like about it is that that they're. Um, they're now kind of uh, – they're in their 30s. They're in like actual real adult life and sort of have to reflect in certain ways. But in, over the course of this weekend, they get kind of dragged back into like the immaturity of high school. Mm-hmm. So much so that like by the end of the second act, they uh, everything comes to a boil with between them and these these high school kids. And their own – you know, and the, the people that they're with. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like, like you start to see riffs form – in the relationships that you saw, that you were happy with at the end of the American Pie movies. Like, at the end of American Wedding, you're like, oh, man, like, they, everybody's ending up together, and it's all going to be great. And, I mean, my wife and I are seeing, I mean, are you guys seeing this? Like, all the people who have gotten married starting to get divorced? We're seeing a little like, bit we of are, it. Yeah. I'm starting to see, some, like, like two or three couples getting divorced, and my wife and I are like, Jesus, like, like we should just make, like, a, like the death wit, like, list for the year. <laughs> yeah. But be like, all right, which relationships are going to fail? Because yeah. now that we're in our 30s, we're starting to see the people who got married in their 20s starting to get divorced, and there's a possibility that may be happening for your, ma- like, your favorite American Pie characters. And that those are cool moments in the movie, especially when the one that got away characters start to come back from yeah. the reunion and you start being like, oh, shit. You know, well, is that going to be enough of a lore to, to tear up this relationship we've seen? Well, that, that's what, what you were saying earlier about like the most realistic American Pie movie. I think what, what, you know, the very first American Pie for us was sort of realistic in the sense of like, well, it's high school and what, what do guys care about in high school? They all want to get laid. Mm-hmm. And, that, and so that was really, that really rang true in that original movie. But when you get to be in your 30s, there are other things going on in your lives. And I think that's where, you know, we, we brought reality into it. Things like, you know, um, you know, and you get a sense of this from the trailers, but Jim's mother's passed away. Right. And, you know, we, we, we felt like it was important that, like, you know, uh, while this movie has huge set pieces and big laughs, you know, that it, that it connect with people and, and it say something about kind of the time of life that these characters yeah. are in. Well, as you, it, it sucks, but as you get older, more serious, crappy shit happens. Right. And, you know, when, when in American Pie, it's all about sex. And when you watch How the Kimmer Go to White Castle, when we wrote that, that was, for us, you know, a slice of what life is like for, you know, guys who are just out of college. Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's the biggest stakes that you have in your life at that point in time? what you're getting for dinner you know <laughs> and that's all you care about you have to carry an entire movie yeah, yeah exactly what happens if they don't get to white castle they don't get to white castle they don't get the burgers yeah, and, some, <laughs> it's, and, and some people really prefer the sequel which you guys directed were you guys just stoked when you guys got a chance to direct we, the second that, that was yeah. amazing you know we we had a very um you put richard christie in the movie we love richard Stern. richard christie's yeah. a man you love him we're big stern guys <laughs> 
But no, we're, uh, you know, we, we had a great experience. The first Harold and Kumar, it was our first movie made, and, and we were really lucky that our director, Danny Liner, um, loved working with writers. And right. he wanted us on set every day. He wanted us literally sitting behind him every day, sharing our thoughts. So we got the, the full experience of like what it's like to direct a movie, basically shadowing a director and helping him along. If we saw in a take something that we thought should be done differently, he wanted us to speak mm-hmm. up and give our thoughts and kind of help and be a, be a member of the team. And when an actor would come to town... Uh, he would meet with them briefly, and then he would have other things to do, and then we would hang out with the actor working on their scenes. So we got to know everybody. So by the time, uh, you know, then the editing process happens, and we were getting to see cuts of the movie and give our thoughts. So we got sort of like a crash course on like being feature film directors. So when Harold and Kumar 2 came around, uh, it was just a really cool experience for us that, uh, you know, the studio had seen, uh, you know, the work we put in on their first film. They had the faith in us to to take on the second. And it, it was an amazing thing to be able to, you know, see your vision all the way through, uh, you know, and and not have like sort there's of... there's nobody tr- to blame. If, yeah, there's if no, one, no one to blame. And, yeah, exactly. and, and the, thing, the thing that was fun about Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay, it's like all the Harold and Kumar movies for us, and even American Reunion, when you're doing sequels, like our philosophy on it is... You have to fall in love with the movie as an individual movie. Like right. you have to love like what we love about the three Harold and Kumar movies is they're all very different. Yes, that uh, Harold and Kumar are at the center of them, and yes, Neil Patrick Harris shows up and does awesome things. But you know, the first movie is just sort of like a night with your buddy going out, getting stoned, getting burgers. The second movie is like a weird balls to the wall like uh, commentary on the war on terror, and the third movie is like this warm and fuzzy 3D Christmas movie. <laughs> um, so. So, you know, like, but they all have the Harold and Kumar sen- <clears throat> sensibility about them. So directing that film, uh, you know, was just like the, the a dream come true for us mm-hmm. in every way. Yeah. Now, do you guys think that you guys should have released Harold and Kumar, this last one, closer to Christmas? Well, we, we wish we could. Yeah, we yeah. tried to. I mean, the, the, there was a glut of... You know, I think the problem... At least, I, I meant for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Exactly. <laughs> of course. Exactly. Right, just get it in right at the end of the year. Just yeah. Yeah. That versus War Horse. Well, we're, right. we, we, were, st- we, still th- we still think that Wafflebot was robbed for Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was actually a very frustrating thing for us because, right. yeah, I mean, w- when we saw that it was getting released the, the first week of November, it, it, we immediately talked to the studio yeah. about it. Unfortunately, with Harold and Kumar, it's like – you know, it's it's a New Line movie and a Warner Brothers movie, and so there's so many movies that they have coming out. Right. And they had movies, you know, slated in December, and so that was like that was the one weekend, and it sucked because you know we were doing press for the movie like literally a in couple of days before Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Halloween. So everybody is like dressed up for Halloween, and we're like talking about Christmas. It was it was it, it, it was it, felt, it was it was one of those funny things that like when we conceived of the Christmas movie, our logic was. Okay, and like it has to come out like relatively relatively close to close to Christmas, first week in December maybe. You know, if you don't want it to be against all the the big boys, like first week in December at the latest, do it sometime around Thanksgiving. The kids' movies are Thanksgiving, and then you guys can be in that window. Yeah, we could be in that window, and we figured it was just like completely obvious when we wrote it, and it was one of those things that like. When we got that release date, we were, you know, and the funny thing was, like, the movie tested through the roof. I mean, it, it was mayhem at, at that screening. It didn't do awful. No, the and movie it did, did, it, really did well. it did okay business, but it was one of those things that, like, you're, like you're saying, like, you're bringing it up. Like, had the movie come out, if, if people remember this past December, like, box office was absolute shit this past yeah. December. It was horrible. And, like, had our Christmas movie come out, and November was also shit, you know, <laughs> but had, had our Christmas movie come out closer to Christmas, I feel like more people would have kind of known that it was out like there were so many people who were in december were coming up to us and be like well, I, I just found out your movie was out and it, it, yeah. it, it's it's gone now or like you know uh 
it was just such a weird yeah. choice. But uh, you know, our our biggest thing, like though, when we conceived of the Christmas movie, was we liked the idea of like during Christmas time, like every year. That it could be added to the, the the group of movies that like people get to watch to get pumped up for the holidays. Yeah, like Elf has kind of become that movie. Christmas Story was that movie before, and you guys could fall into that. Yeah, like well, the, like every younger. Christmas it's you know Bad Santa, Christmas Vacation. I mean, like yeah. it'll be in that rotation for you know every year because there's so many channels that show movies. Right. Well, as long as Christmas continues, yes, then hopefully, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, the movie will get. <laughs> well, the, the, yes. the, the thing is too, if you guys had released that first week of December, you guys could have had a campaign that said it's like Hugo. Yeah, yeah. Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. It's like fucking Hugo. At least the right. 3D part. Well, it is. Yeah, at least the 3D part. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still think we're both uh, 3D. Yeah, I still think it's one of the better th- you know uses of 3D in, in movies. I mean, mm-hmm. like there's there's been a handful that I've really liked, but for the most part, um, like the 3D is distracting and, and hurts a movie. Right. And it was. I thought you know the director. Um, Todd Strauss-Schulson, you know, did a good job with the 3D, but, you know, for us, like, the idea of the stoner element mixed with 3D There's just felt... things you could do, yeah. Yeah, it just, it felt like a, a, a like a kind of trippy, awesome experience, and it's, it's, it sucks that, you know, a lot of the Harold and Kumar fan base are kind of stoners who just wait to, for it to come out on DVD. To we we have, we because, have, because the lazy, yeah, that's gotta piss you off. We have, we have the laziest fans. We, we, we know, we should have known. We should have known. <laughs> what have we done? Yeah, yeah, no, our, our fans, they're just getting high and they're hanging out and they're like, just like, they're like, they're all planning to go see it. Yeah. Everyone's planning but, but to go see it. But without the 3D, that's why the DVD's gotta come with like a scratch and sniff or something exactly. like the stoners Exactly, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. You good. should be able to eat the DVD. Something interactive. Definitely, yeah. Well, did you just pull the mic up? So. Hay- Hayden's getting rowdy. Mm-hmm. Um, is there going to be a fourth Harold and Kumar movie? You know, it, it's it's funny. Like, there won't be a fourth Harold and Kumar movie soon. It but depends on video or what. Well, like, what are the things no, that it it's on? it's really you know, you know what it is we're 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 busy with a lot of other things right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, obviously we have American Reunion coming out, and we have a few other things kind of in the pipeline. We don't think you've seen the last of Harold and Kumar. Let's put right. it that way. Like I think that there's a desire amongst us, amongst the the studio, amongst uh, the actors, to uh, bring Harold and Kumar back again and do something. Uh, but I don't think it'll happen in the next couple years. I think that the last movie did did pretty well. Um, I think if it does well on DVD, it'll it'll even further motivate the studio uh, to do it soon. But it, you know, there's something fun for us about uh, the idea of like letting. Uh, Leaving the characters kind of to age off off screen for a period of time, and then bring them back and, and uh, you know you know uh, explore a new point in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 fun. Like the idea of thinking of you know Harold and Kumar as parents, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that. But when, when we think about it, but, funny but, or scary as <laughs> well. It's awesome because yeah. there's a whole generation of of stoners out there, right. and they are all parents. And they're all going to tell their kids not to do drugs because they're good, they want to be good parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's that inherent hypocrisy. And I think that that's – you could explore that in a great way in a Harold and Kumar movie. But, you know, it, it probably doesn't work with like a four-year-old kid. You know? so, <laughs> so they, We've already, we already got that baby really high in the last yeah, movie. exactly. No, but I, I mean I think that it's uh, – you know, we love those characters. We love working with John, Cal, and Neil. It's just mm-hmm. so much fun and uh, – you know, I don't think you've seen the last of Harold and Kumar, but it may be a while. And um, are there any characters in the movie that could probably be ancillary? We're ducking straight to DVD type of stuff. Like you see the you, when you when you look at the Ameri- like American Pie movies, you start to see like those ancillary titles that kind of kept the 
brand sort of there for a couple years. Is there a possibility that we could see something like that with the, I, uh, with the Harold and Kumar I, guys? I hope not because those the American Pie movies, they were made sort of by the studio. You think they dilute the brand and they dilute Well, the, it wasn't – you know, to, for, in fairness, now that we've taken over American Pie, we see how many people watched those straight-to-DVD yeah, movies and, and, and like them. So it's – you know, you, you realize like, hey, well, you know what? Don't you know? We shouldn't be dissing it. them. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that you know, we we are so involved in we we we're obsessed with the creative control of Harold and Kumar that um, you know the idea of having other writers you know working on a Harold and Kumar spinoff thing is well, kind of well, scary. So I, I think the thing is though, the American Pie sequels or the straight to DVD ones, to be honest, weren't really made for the right reasons. They mm-hmm. were made specifically like to generate cash. Like National Lampoon studio. DVDs. And yeah, stuff like that. It, yeah, exactly. They're, like, you know, the bottom line is, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of love going into Harold and Kumar. When we, when we make those movies, like we, we really care a lot about those characters. We care about the fans and keeping a certain level of, of quality that we feel like is there. And it, it, it 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 bums us out like the prospect of there being like some weird uh, you know uh, spinoff things that are just there to to make cash for the studio. Right, and um, Universal's kind of in a place right now where their successes and I and I think American Union is going to be a huge success. Uh, no, I, I, I do. <laughs> Hayden's I mean, like Hayden's like I hope so. It's like no, yeah. dude. I think it's going to be a huge success. Well, it's 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 uh, all the American Pie movies make a ton of money for Universal right. because it, they're not you know huge big. But I don't think it's going to drop. Movies, I don't think it's going to yeah. drop off just because summer's coming. You know what I mean? I think it's. I think I think there's a movie that people are going to see, and the word of mouth will will keep it. Floated for for oh I mean what other comedy is coming out in, in April May I mean from you your guys, lips you yes, guys are gonna yeah. be eating, I mean well, you guys are gonna be eating the, the comedy box well, office we we, we 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 certainly hope so but we've uh, we've learned over the years to not uh, make any I, predictions okay okay so I'm gonna knock on wood for you <laughs> yes, guys but um but Universal I mean the comedy they came out with the year before was Bridesmaids before that they had Baby Mama and that's kind of their window for releasing their comedies and if something goes well for them like Bridesmaids did the Fast Five movies. Universal definitely wants sequels. Yes. Right. So is that something you guys are? Yeah, that's something you guys are already talking about. It's got to be. Well, it's, it's got to be. I, wait, let's just put it this way: it was very clear from the outset that they wanted this American Pie reunion, just from a studio perspective, yeah. to, to have you know uh, a Fast and the Furious type of you know uh, situation the go Vin on Diesel at the box cameo office. Is what drove me nuts? I thought the video. <laughs> that was a you ma- hate ma- your microphone. Hate it and hate the microphone. Uh, My microphone hates me. It's yeah. not me. I swear. It hates you so much. It's. You know the Vin Diesel thing. Like that it. was a major spoiler you let out there for for your <laughs> yes. fans. Paul Walker plays uh, <laughs> Stifler. <laughs> he, guys, just does Vin Diesel kind of look like Shrek? Because <laughs> guys, that's the only thing that, and I've told the Geekscapists this before. That's the only thing that gets me through those Fast and Furious movies is if I picture it's the further adventures of Shrek and Donkey. He, they should be a little more green, like to yeah. to make right. it to really sell it. But, but I mean, he's bald. And he's got little. He's ears. bald. He's got he's got a he's got a little. If bit they of do a, Shrek, a live action one, I see where you what you're saying. I think it'd be. Amazing. I think, I, think I'm, I was like, am I watching Shrek on Broadway, like on the big screen? Like, what is this? He they just, got in the cars. He needs to just beef up a little bit, like or let himself go. I should say, uh, and it, then uh, he's. he's yeah. It makes the Fast Furious movies amazing. Exactly. Well, I gotta look at them that way from now on, dude. You will now that you have a kid. Yeah, you're gonna be like, hey, baby, it, this is appropriate. Exactly. <laughs> like, these scumbags blowing people away in Rio de Janeiro. Let's do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you know, like, like Hayden was saying, like I, you know, we were brought in, uh, you know, to breathe new life into the franchise. Let's put it that way. So yeah. I think that uh, you know, the the, the there, there's. Um, this movie is is a great um, way to catch everybody back up with everyone. Um, and to you know, uh, 
to have fun with the movies of the past and mm-hmm. to, to catch everybody up. If this is the last American Pie, then we then we feel like you know uh, you've we've left everybody with with a, a really enjoyable, fulfilling movie. Um, you know the way studios are. You know the way the way studios are. If this movie does some box, well, they office. made straight to DVD three or four straight <laughs> yeah, to DVD yeah. movies. So I don't think you know it, you know they're not going to want to stop making money off of off no. of the, the franchise. Uh, Whether or not people of this caliber are involved. Well, well, that's the thing. To get Jason Biggs and Sean involved and to get John and I to to spend years of our lives to write and direct the script, it needs to be a story that makes sense to to tell. For us, we didn't want to do American Pie 4. We wanted to do American Reunion. We wanted to do a movie about a high school reunion with these famous high school characters. That got our our juices going, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... Um, you know, if, if, if there's an, another story, like another chapter of life, I mean, what's the thing that can keep the franchise going is that it's, it's rooted in character yeah. and that the characters getting older, you know, as they get older, they have different life experiences. It's not like we're, it's like all the jokes are being derived from, from one thing, you yeah, know, what, so. what kills it? Cause I mean, when you, we look at like the Caddyshack sequel or we look at the, where the National Lampoon vacation movie turned into European vacation, then turned into Christmas and then it just kind of. Now you see, like you know, uh, they're doing a remake. Yeah, yeah, they're doing all. I mean, what? what I mean, is that, I mean, that's got to be what kills it. Is that that core honesty just sort of just? I think what you're saying, the the honesty is the key. Yeah. Like, I think I think for us, like you know, just talking about the American Pie, uh, the first three movies, we loved the the original movie. We liked the second movie. It was tough to co- to bring yeah. everybody back and to and to make it really fun and you know gives them something to do. But they pulled off a movie that we left the theater. We really enjoyed it. The third movie. Ha- there are things in that movie that I really like. Yeah. There are certain elements of it that I really like, but there were certain elements of it where it went off the rails. Some of it was shedding some of the cast members, like you know Chris Klein's character Oz was always a big part of the. It's a group of. It's there's a lot, a lot about friendship in these movies. He had to compete in the rollerball. Exactly. He, 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 he was busy. You got to understand. He, he was yeah. He was busy Plus rollerball. The future is at stake. It, it yes. was, you're right. It was. LL Cool J can do it alone. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah. but it was like, you know, Chris Klein wasn't in the movie and like Thomas E. Nicholas is in the movie but like doesn't have anything to do in the movie. And right. it's just sort of like – He's a professional baseball player for the Cubs. Come on. Exa- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Henry Rowan Gardner. Uh, but no, he was uh, – you know, it was one of those things where like some of the magic of the originals – and then like you were saying, the honesty. There was some – you know, what we, what we respond to, especially in, in the first American Pie and what we, what we feel like we bring in American Reunion is sort of like – is the comedy and the big set pieces coming from a real place, coming from a place of character, right. coming from a place of story, instead of the concept of okay, well, we need this sort of, we need a wacky set piece, so let's right. kind of just throw this together. Yeah, when you're like switching like the chocolate with the shit dog shit, and, and, like, well, the that's the quintessential one. Like, one. It's just on, like man. you you feel like that that joke, which by the way, we were at the theater and you know it gets a huge reaction, but it's a, it's it's a hollow reaction because right. it's not rooted it's in shock. character. Yeah. It doesn't happen. It's not that it's not that it. Like oh okay well in American Pie you know most people don't fuck a pie you know but it but most people a scary movie after a while you know what I mean in scary movie yeah. like yeah. you can't watch those movies because you're right, they, they, there's no through line there's nobody that you yeah. care about and, yeah. and, you, and you bottom line is by American Wedding like it stopped feeling authentic and I think that what we tried to do is bring back the authenticity to the characters and you and, did uh, I seen the movie you did. Quick, quick, Thank guys, you. What's with you guys and your Jewish guilt? Like you guys, uh-huh. like ah, oh, maybe. Oh, I really hope it goes well. Jeez, <laughs> 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 we'll be honest. We know the movie's awesome. We know yeah, it's yeah. great. 
Come on. The movie, the movie was fun to shoot, and we, we, to be honest, to be cocky. That's a season. Titties. To be, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's. Look, the, I mean, do you feel guilty, to, married? Like you get to like, see, oh, you're not married. Hey, I'm no, not married. I, no. I, like, I'm John, an artist. Was John, I'm, oh. Listen, I'm an artist here. <laughs> this is this is my art. Every movie I've ever done has had nudity. You know, that's just like that's that's what I do. Like you know, but you know, the, the funny thing is, uh, what Hayden was. Uh, I don't know if this is what you're about to say, but. What we're really proud of is, you know, in that very first American Pie, there was the whole Shannon Elizabeth sequence, yeah. which for us at the time was like, oh, my God. Well, in the original movie, the, the Shannon Elizabeth set piece was not only funny, but it was sexy. And it was it was like that scene in Fast Times in Ridgemont High with Phoebe Cates. It was oh, just, yeah. you know, it, 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 it was a... It was a you know, a quintessential sexy sex sort of scene, mm-hmm. but it also had, uh, you know, hysterical laughs in it. And I think that's and something. Reinhold. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, Judge, yeah, well, Judge Reinhold was the Jason Biggs of that, <laughs> yeah. of that um, generation. You know, I think. Uh, Actually, Jason Siegel. We, also, we always say Jason Siegel is this generation's uh, Judge, Judge Reinhold. Reinhold. Yeah. I, I wanted to do a Jason Siegel movie just so I could cast Judge Reinhold as the dad. <laughs> That's really the only reason. Like, I mean, I do like Jason Siegel's work as well, but like, I love Judge Reinhold. Yeah. I mean, vice versa. Come yeah. On. Yeah, but but I that think that was what I was going to shout out to is vice versa. <laughs> it's the vice versa is the best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I think that that was obviously one of the big reasons why American Pie was so successful was right. that Shannon Elizabeth set piece. And when you look at the other two American Pie movies, they had nudity in them, but the nudity wasn't memorable at all. It, it you know it was a character who just sort of pops in yeah. and you see the tits and it's like boom done. And it was really important to us to have a really sexy scene in this movie that has nudity. That also is hysterical. You know, yeah. it would it would harken back to the original, but to make it sexy, you need to have a character that you actually like care about in the movie, like you cared about Shannon Elizabeth's character. And it's in a similar scene to the one in the original American Pie. Not that it's the exact same scene, but it is the characters banding together to kind of make a rush, or else Jim's fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the nudity comes at a time where you're fully invested in where the movie's going. And you're laughing your ass off, and you're also a bit stressed out. I mean, remember, like, yeah. like w- the webcam thing that was going on in the first one. This one, if things go badly, like, there's a chance Jim's marriage is going to go, like, it's going to end. That, that was exactly. the, the big thing for us with this. The movie, spinning plates is what keeps you the, watching. Exactly, it, right? the, it's the spinning plates. And, and you know, I think the thing for us is really trying to weave a story where you give a shit. That, that's the, that's the, that was the big thing for us. Is like for you, these are characters that a lot of people know and love. Right. We wanted you to re- catch up with them and, and be emotionally invested in what's going on in their storylines. And then have throw a bunch of wrenches in there. And mm-hmm. some yeah. of the wrenches have boobs. <laughs> you know? yeah. I think what you mean to say is most of the wrenches should have boobs. Yes, yes they should. Like, like, I think that is, I mean, the American, if you listen to portions of this conversation, people are, are going to be like, man, this movie's not going to have titties in it. It's not going to have nothing in it. These guys are talking about honesty. They're talking about it. But in honesty, that is, I mean, that is what keeps this thing injected with what we all care about. Um, <laughs> what else are you guys working on? Like, what, like what else? You guys ever have a chance to maybe go back to a different genre? Like, I know you guys, uh, like, you guys talked about a horror movie. Yeah, you know, Any we chance? saw, we, one of the, you know, the second script we wrote and, and that we sold was a, a horror movie. But I think, you know, John and I love comedy right now. We're in, that. that's what we're most known for. Mm-hmm. That's what most people ask from us. And so, you know, the, the next three or four movies that are sort of in our pipeline, in our heads, um, are all comedies, and I think that you know our goal is to have, you know, a couple big new original comedies out there. You know, the the, the two movies that John and I directed were were sequels. You know, Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay and American Reunion. You created I, one of them. We yeah, well, yeah. we no, we created Harold and Kumar, yeah, but obviously. You guys, but you guys want to create something new as well. Yeah, I, I think, think I think we want to direct yeah. a couple 
big comedies, you know, when we say big, just like, you know, crowd-pleasing yeah. kind of comedies. Yeah, Jason Bateman will be in them is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> we, we met with Bateman yesterday. Yes, Bateman's a good guy. It's very possible. <laughs> um, I, like, I mean, I like his movies, but then you, you uh, yeah. see, so, like, the box office, like, sometimes isn't so nice to it, him. It, I'm like, it, what it, the fuck? It, it, he's hilarious. He's in a lot of movie. stuff, though, so it depends. He's in, he's in so many Like, Horrible Bosses and, does really well. Change Up didn't do as well. But, that's crazy. But he, he, he's smart. He has, he has enough things well, he, out there. He's there. usually amongst the thing that, that, that's great about Bateman is he, work, he really plays well off of other actors as well. Like yeah. he's, he's, he can mix it up with lots of different kinds of actors. And uh, I know that that's like what he enjoys doing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's, uh, you know, you never know. He, but, he's, uh, yeah, he could like be almost anybody's like straight man in a yeah. duo. <laughs> you know, like he's, he's perfect in that sense. And who but, else would you guys like to work with? I mean, it may th- possibly there, work there are a lot. There are a lot of people we'd love to work with. I mean, we love uh, we love Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. We love uh, Zach Galifianakis. Um, Charlie Day, Charlie is somebody Day, that Charlie we Day, almost yeah. worked with on a movie. I didn't. I I, I never watched uh, Always Sunny, right. and I saw him in Horrible Bosses, and it was like a coming out party. You know what I mean? It was like well, it was like uh, Steve Carell in. Uh, in the, the Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, well, yeah. It was like, exactly. it was like yeah. holy shit, where's this guy? And I'm telling you yeah. something, like, I, I've seen Horrible Bosses, and, and Charlie's great in the movie, but he has so much more that he uh, is, is, is capable of doing. You know, we've seen, we, he auditioned for this movie that almost got greenlit that we did, and we were really pushing for him to, to star in it. And he has, like, the emotional range. Um, you know, he has the, the, he has the potential to have the sympathy that, you know, uh, any, like the Seth Rogen or, yeah, or Jason yeah. Biggs have, like when they star in these movies. Or Will Ferrell. Or yeah. Will Ferrell. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think comedians are really where it's at as far as looking for a new dramatic actor. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I'm writing something that is kind of dark that I, I could really want to shoot back in Austin for like no money. I want to make a, one of these movies that's just like a festival movie that people are like, holy shit, what did you shoot that for? And how did you get a performance out of somebody we'd never seen like that? And I told my wife, she's like, you know, who do you think you want to invite down to Austin with you to shoot this? And I said, I want to get a comedian. I want to. I want to get somebody who you haven't seen think about. It's it's finding it's finding the right comedian. It's finding somebody who has those layers. Who what they bring to the table. Look, look at Patton Oswalt as an actor. These it, days. Incredible. The stuff that he's doing. I mean, he he's. There's a lot going on in Patton Oswalt's head. There's a lot going on in Charlie Day's head. There's a lot of these people who are like comedians or like comedic actors who are clearly very bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can do a lot. They can do the dramatic stuff. Well, and, and I think this is speaking into your, what you're, the question you were talking well, it's about the before. Plates, you guys have to sw- – you work the muscles a little bit harder story-wise, I think. Would right. Would you be right with that? Like you swing uh, – you, sw- you have to swing for the fences. So when you have to bring it closer, you can. Well, I yeah. think in, in a 90-minute comedy and features, you know, to make the comedy work, you need to have characters you care about. And so you need to have something beyond the comedy that's working. But, you know, just going back to the idea of, you know, these, these comedians who also like ultimately have this dramatic, you know, ability. I think for John, for, for us, like we, we feel like – we need to have a couple more comedies come out, mm-hmm. and then we can start to get into them a little bit more, you know, drama, dramedy, you know, like. Is that when you guys break up? That's when we break up. Like, yes. like you have to go make your like tear jerker movies, doing like Tears of Endearment three. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I don't. I don't think that you know. I, I don't think that you go dancing. about it. I don't think you go about it in terms of like, okay, now I'm making my Annie right, Hall. Right, right, you know, right, like right, I'm right. now I'm making my funny people. I think it's just like you get older and shit happens to you, and you're like, well. You know your your life changes and and the movies that you make reflect but that. But like, like yeah. you know, like he's my, a parent now. Can you relate to him being a parent? And is, how is that affecting yeah. your friendship? Does that make sense? It's like, it's, like, it's good because it's you know it's the fun funny part of being a parent. He's like you know he's in three men in a baby mode, which yeah. we, we should remake maybe. Yeah, there's yeah, only two of us. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you guys are like like you guys are taking things 
from your own lives, and you guys were the right people to do American Reunion exactly. because of where the characters were. When you do your parent, Harold and Kumar, Harold and Kumar smoke their baby Bjorn. <laughs> like, like you guys are going to be perfect with. But it. we've always that the point. thing that right. the thing that's fun is we've always done like odd couple. We like writing odd couple stuff. Mm-hmm. Like even within American Pie, there are different like odd couple relationships yeah, that Stifler you build. And Finch. There's yeah. Stifler and Finch and Stifler and and Jim and like mm-hmm. you know we're, we're always we always enjoy. Uh, you know, how, just taking different perspectives and then throwing them together. And I think that, uh, you know, the fact that uh, it, it, even though Hayden and I have a very similar shared worldview in a lot of ways, we are in different stages of our lives, which I think uh, does help in, inform our writing and, and what we're doing right now. Does that, do you guys ever disagree now that you guys are directing to uh, other stylistic disagreements? Do you guys say, hey, I'll shoot it your way, shoot it my way? Like, how do you guys work those I, I things don't, out? I don't, we, we never, we rarely, like, will do two ways. Right. You know, I think we try to work it out. I mean, we have um, disagreements, and but we have, we're both usually going for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, in the editing room, we'll maybe try, you know, different things out. But, you know, when you're actually, you know, on, on the set, usually it's, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, how to achieve jokes visually. Yeah. And I think... You know, usually one of us will come up with an idea that's different, and, and it'll be obvious that yeah, okay, yeah, that is that is better. You know, mm-hmm. most of the time it's it's we're in agreement. You that's why we just, work together. Yeah, you guys just help solve the problems, not create. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, I, I think that that's the thing. It's like you know, filmmaking is it's all, especially directing, it's all about problem solving. Mm-hmm. And I think that like it's helpful. One of the things that's great about having a, a, a duo, and especially guys who've been friends forever and like fell in love with the same movies and and have been doing, you know, have the same kind of goals. Is that like you have somebody else to work with, like to, to solve the problems with right. you, and you respect. I mean, if one of us is disagreeing about something, there's a reason. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. Okay, well, you know, I know that John isn't trying to make a shitty movie here, you know, yeah. and and so I, I I want it to be something that you know that John is liking and vibing with. Otherwise, it's I'll be nervous. Right. So. Did you see that post I put on John's page where that high school had actually banned battle shits in that, their bathrooms? That's amazing. I yeah. found that on Reddit, and I was like, holy shit, i got to post this on John's wall. There was a high school. Where were they? It, where was was it? it was in Canada. in Canada. This high school in Canada had put up a sign that said, we are banning battle shits in the bathrooms. They then go on to describe <laughs> yes. the game. They teach was, you the was, game. They teach like you the game. It was like they had given an instruction manual to their, to their, to their students to be yeah. like, oh, yeah, you my, can't play this. This is how. My, my <laughs> question was whether it was actually an administrator that put it up or, like, some kid put it up it as incredible. Pos- posing as the administrator. Yes. Like, you know, it was such a fucking brilliant That's got to give you a serious boner when you oh, see something that you made up. Oh, it's great. Up, it's great to have like, cu- a part of vigil, like, 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 like a way that a high school is getting fucking torn. Sunday. It's 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 we're very proud to have contributed that to society. Well, fuck it, it's in Canada. They didn't well, do it to America. What about one of my favorite things <laughs> beyond Canada? It's like if you go on YouTube and you just look up Harold and Kumar and look up what has the highest number of hits of any video on there, it's the the German translated version of the battleship scene. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. It's, it's like a, a fucking scheiser. It, it totally exactly. is. It's one of those things that like the they Germans always talk love... about Germans and, and shit, and it's like. Go to YouTube right now. Type in Harold and Kumar and and do b- buy views, yeah. and you'll see that like uh, that scene by far. American people Amer- are baiting to that. Like, yeah, doesn't that fuck you up? Like German news are baiting off to that. That's, kind of stuff? We're yeah. excited because the American American reunion is going to play really big there. They're going <laughs> to they're, they're going to love Stifler the German. Yeah, they will love Stifler in this one. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Uh, well, I mean, I hope you guys go on to destroy more, uh, you know, high school educations. <laughs> we're trying. Hey, in other countries, you know, you got to keep it exactly. Pure. Let's keep it pure here, but let's destroy Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Americans are already we're already dumb. Yeah, exactly. America, America, we're, we're already. Well, we're, we're the ones making this. <laughs> we, we work. We work for the government. It's really a covert way to like. Destroy the world around us. As you opposed guys got to a phone call a couple of years ago. I hear you're making a movie about Guantanamo. <laughs> yeah. We need you to inject little secrets into. Uh, we need, you guys are like a comedic weaponry. Yes, yes. exactly. That, comedic that's, terrorism. That's Why what not? We do. That's what we do. Counterterrorism. Um, yes. Awesome guys. I, I love having you guys on Geekscape. We can talk comedy forever because I think you guys really do have your fingers on the pulse of, of why it works. And it's sad, but you see comedic directors who are just incredible, and then. I don't know what the fuck happens to them, but they kind of start losing their barometer. You know what I mean? And, and I, I won't name names, but you see them, and it's like, holy crap, this guy's just making home videos at well, this point. Like he he doesn't even care about designing a joke or designing a movie that's uh, going to take a, a care, you know an audience through a comedic journey. Our, our, our attitude, it's one, it's weird because like our attitude, like when I when I look at people who are like like minded in sensibility to us, like I see a lot of like my favorite stand up comics, mm-hmm. and and it's like we just sort of like channel the same kinds of sensibility into filmmaking as yeah. opposed to uh, going up on stage and performing stand-up. And, uh, you know, I, the thing that gives me hope is there are a lot of great stand-ups who continue to be great year, you know, many as, years. As long as, as long as you're, you know, you're, if your comedy is coming from taking things from your life and putting it on the screen, then as you get older, you'll have more stories to tell. And I think, you know, some people, you know, maybe... Are, are good at one thing, but as you get older, it, it just kind of, it fizzles. It's kind of like the pop star who can only, you know, sing about teen love, you know, and once they get, like, you know, in their 30s, it just kind of doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that, you know, we, we believe me, when we, when we came out into L.A., we, 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 you know, had a lot of, uh, you know, comedy directors that we were huge fans of, and we saw, wow, these people can't even get jobs now. Yeah, and and so it, ma- it makes us really... You know, thankful that we have jobs right now, and that, yeah. that we are making movies, and, and careful about the movies that we're making. Yeah, and keep that introspection. You know what I mean? Like, like keep making movies about something that feature jokes, right? That's exa- possibly titties. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I, you know, you talk about like, will we do like non-comedy stuff in the future? Like, I feel like the kinds of movies that we would probably do if it's not like just a straight-up comedy are like. Things like Fifty Fifty, right? Like I, right. that's probably my favorite movie of the last year. Like I, I just thought it was brilliant. I thought like it was written well, it was honest, but it was also fucking funny as shit mm-hmm. at points. And uh, you know, I'd say that like down the road, like that to me, like that's the kind of movie that we might do. That's not a, a, a straight comedy, um, but uh, you know, I think that we enjoy you know uh, telling stories and and. T- talking about something in, in, a, in a real way, but just we're guys who like to joke around. So yeah, the, that's your language. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Well, that's uh, that's our friendship is based on you know outrageous, silly comedy. They've been holding hands this entire interview. We have. You haven't seen. That's my not my. Hand that's not my hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, the movie comes out April sixth. American Reunion. Uh, maybe you've seen some ads for it. You know, it's kind of a small movie. It's uh, you know, hopefully the marketing but kicks in here pretty soon. One, one day. <laughs> one day. Um, guys, honestly, go see it. I think it, it, it's a fun movie, and you're gonna get just barraged by superheroes and uh, Transformers-like movies uh, for this entire summer. This might be your last uh, comedy that you see until fall, so 
Definitely, definitely, definitely check it out, especially if you love the American Pie movies. This is not just a big screen version of the straight-to-videos. This is a, a movie that I think you just heard it from the guys who wrote and directed it. Really, really is a movie for you guys uh, trying to get back to the roots of what made you guys fall in love with the American Pie movies and at the same time just inject it with a brand new uh, – just a, something that will carry it for the next couple of years. I loved it. Uh, and I think you guys will too. So go see it. John, Hayden, thank you awesome. guys so much for coming on. Thank you. thank you. Where can people follow you and, and post it on your Facebook wall? <laughs> you're on Facebook. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on, on Facebook, just John Hurwitz, but on, on Twitter as well. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty active on there, John Hur- just at John Hurwitz. you leave Hurwitz. it to him or you could do that stuff John too? is really the, the social networker of the two of us. I have, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter as Mick Schlossberg, but <laughs> it's, it's, um, I don't really contribute anything, so there's no reason to right. follow me. Um, I, I but if people start much. following me, I'll start contributing. Yeah, there you go. Harass them. Yeah. Um, so Geekscape is, I'm at Jonathan Leonard on Twitter. You can also email me, Jonathan at Geekscape.net. I hope you guys are loving it. Um, we've got a couple guests coming up in the next couple weeks who I think you guys should be really excited about. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. I, I'm always surprised by your feedback. So send us some emails, send us some Twitters, and of course, hang out on the Geekscape website. Um, we love having you guys there. And let us know what you thought of American Reunion. Um, I know Matt Kelly's going to love it. Uh, I actually really, really love the movie. And I had American Pie fatigue by the end of the last uh, three movies. And this one really, really, really did uh, give me a re-injection of faith in the franchise. So enjoy it. We'll see you guys next time on Geekscape.